This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome back to Happy Human Club. I'm Sof Mosca. I'm the host of this podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that we have a special guest today. I am just helping my girlfriend out watching her dog while she goes home for Thanksgiving. And so I I have him here with me. Obviously, Augie's here too. But happy Thanksgiving. You guys will be hearing this just a little bit after Thanksgiving, like the Monday after, which means that it's about to be December, which is so, so crazy. Like, I actually don't know where this year has gone. It has been probably the fastest year of my life, but I don't think I'm mad that this year is over. This year was like a very uncomfortable year of growth, and I feel like I want to do a whole other episode on that whole topic, but this year was very uncomfortable for me, and I think I kind of assumed at the beginning of the year that it would be like the year of like I flourish and I do so good and like I think I'm headed that way but what I didn't consider was like the process it would take to get there and so I just I had a very uncomfortable year in a lot of ways but we'll revisit that I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving and that also means that when you guys are listening to this vlogmas is right around the corner I will be filming literally later on in the week like pretty much a week from today when I'm recording this I start filming vlogmas because I film a day early so like vlogmas day one goes out on December 1st but technically it was recorded on the last day of November but I like doing that because it allows me to like easily or more easily stay up to date with all the videos if I have like if I'm like technically recording a day before but anyways, before we get further into the video, make sure you guys are following me on all of my other social media. It's always linked down below in the like show notes in the description of this podcast or if you're watching in the video. It's just at SofMosca on every social media platform except Snapchat is S-O-P-H-E-R-R-R. Also, side note about Snapchat is if you guys aren't like subscribed to me on there, make sure you are because Snapchat just recently changed and they if there's like any sort of like part of my body showing like whether it be like stomach or like a lot of legs they'll restrict the post to (laughs) Pluto sitting next to me they'll restrict the post to only people that like follow me can see it or same with like my YouTube links things like that if I link anything on Snapchat it'll restrict it to only people that follow me so make sure you guys are following me on there because a lot of my content like won't show up for you guys otherwise But I'm so excited for today's video. Also, I'm feeling very chatty because I have a coffee in hand. I went to this place called Community Goods, which I think it's famous because Hailey Bieber goes there and maybe other famous people, I'm not sure, but I know Hailey Bieber goes there. But 
I don't know if it was like famous beforehand for the coffee or if it was more like a celebrity thing that like made it famous, but I wanted to try it out today because honestly, I'm trying to make the holidays or not the holidays because I'm going to be doing fun stuff for Christmas, but like I'm trying to make Thanksgiving as fun for myself as it can be because I am here by myself. And granted, that's not like a sob story. I had the option to go home to my family and I had the option to go with my girlfriend and I chose to stay here. Augie is not happy he's in his crate because I had to put him away because they were rough, rough housing and I need to do some work stuff. Augie, <laughs> just give me a few minutes. But regardless of why I chose to stay, which it was totally my choice, I still like, of course I'm a little bummed I'm here alone for Thanksgiving, but again, it was my choice, but I do just want to make it like as fun as I possibly can. So today I went and got a fun, <laughs> Pluto sniffing the mic, a fun festive drink. And I've been wanting to try this place. And I was like, you know what, today let's go do it. The line was crazy you guys i knew it was gonna be busy i heard it was really busy all the time but the line was insane i didn't wait that long actually they're very quick but the line was crazy it was like looped around at the door um but i wanted to go try today just to like make today fun for me today's not thanksgiving today's the day before thanksgiving but i know like a lot of people who are in their hometowns like they go out with like their hometown friends and things like that and i just like i wanted today to be kind of fun for me so I went and got a fun festive drink. I got the salted maple latte and it's delicious. So I'm enjoying that. So I'm feeling very chatty. Um, but then tomorrow I didn't want to do like, I didn't want to make a whole turkey one because I've never done that before. And it always just has seemed like a lot of work with like the preparing it and the cooking it and the cutting it and all that. And I was like, that is so much work for one person. Plus I'm gonna have so much turkey if I cook myself a whole turkey. But I found this thing at Whole Foods and I think it's like, it's either like pre-cut, it's just like a small section, or I don't know exactly, but it's like an easier to cook turkey, and you pretty much just pop it in the oven. So I made, or I got that to make for myself so I can still like have turkey on Thanksgiving, which will be fun, but honestly, I am glad that I chose to stay home because I just have so, so much winter travel and just got back from so much fall travel. I just needed this second to like recuperate. So I'm happy with my decision, but regardless, I did just want to make today and like tomorrow and whatever, just fun for myself. Maybe we'll do some Black Friday shopping. We'll see. I'm not really totally sure. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But with all that being said, I want to go ahead and jump into today's podcast topic, which is highly, highly requested. And I feel like not everyone's going to love this because it's very niche. But if you guys have been following along, you know that I recently started my reading journey. I, over the summer, probably in like June, picked up my first book in the longest time. And I have never really been a super huge reader. I read a lot for like high school as a kid. For some reason, my school district just had us reading like a lot. Plus I was in like AP English classes in high school and things like that. And so like I just have, I've read a lot of books in my life, but they were pretty much all required, whether it be like summer reading, which I just found out recently that not everyone has. But I grew up having every summer... I had to read like three to four books and I guess that's like not what everyone has to do but I always had to but anyways every book or almost every book I've ever read was like required for me to read besides when I was in like 
maybe like eighth grade, I went through a phase with like the John Green books, like The Fault in Our Stars and all those when those were like new and popular. And I did go through a phase back then where I read a few books in a row, but no book, like I've never had a period of my life where I read so many consecutive books. And I think I'm like officially like in it for the long run. I picked up my first book in the longest time this past summer, like in June. And from then on, I just like haven't stopped reading and I love it so much. And I feel like I've talked about reading a lot, especially on my podcast, because I've found that it's like the, like one of the only, if not the only thing that completely gets my mind off of my mind. Like I have no choice but to not think about my thoughts while reading because I'm reading somebody else's thoughts and somebody else's story. And it is so good for my anxiety. It's so good to like improve my sleep. I read before bed every night and I sleep so much better than I ever have. Like it's actually insane how much reading has changed my life for me. And also it gets me like off my phone and it just gives me like something to think about besides myself and besides social media and just besides responsibilities. Like it's like, it's just fun for me. And it's like a, an oasis, a getaway just like an outlet for me and I really have grown to love it. So today I'm going to be talking about all of the books that I've read in the last few months. I have them in order of like books I rated two stars, three, four, and then five. And I'm just gonna talk about all of them. But before I go into them, if you guys wanna follow along on my reading journey, I have a Goodreads where I always put like what book I'm reading and then also where I rate all the books that I read. I do it on Goodreads. It'll be linked in this podcast like description or in the YouTube description. But with all that being said, Augie is very sad right now. But with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into my two star book ratings. So the very first one is called Earth Angel by Madeline Cash. And I'm just going to read basically the like the summary that is on Goodreads for all of these. So the summaries I'm going to like give are not my my words or like my summary of them, but I'll kind of talk about my feelings about the book afterwards. So Earth Angel is a book like no other, the paperback that swallowed the smartphone. An ISIS recruit, an adolescent beauty queen, and a childless millennial walks into a bar. A biblical plague rains down headlights, aerial drone strikes, gender nonconforming frogs, an app throws a slumber party for a friendless office worker, capturing the angst of most of post-millennial generation. Okay. So as you can see by the summary, it was a very odd book. So this book I actually got because I really loved the cover and I wanted to use the book as decor, but I, so I picked up the book because I was like, wow, this is beautiful. I want to use it as decor. And then I read the back and I was like, what in the world? And I thought I was going to be reading like this really crazy kind of like dystopian story. And I was like, sure, it's short. I think I got it when I was in New York and I was like, I'll just read it on the plane ride home. Like I'll finish it and then I'll ha- I'll like read one of the books I already have at home when I get home. That's essentially what I did. But what I didn't realize until I was like halfway through the book and kind of like what is going on, let me like look up what other people think about this book. 
I realized when I like did further research while I was halfway through the book that it's a compilation of short stories. So they're not connected and it just like wasn't clear. So as I was like reading the book, I was like, okay, I got through the first chapter. I'm like, weird. This is, this is going to be an, an interesting book. And then I'm reading the second chapter and the third chapter and I'm like, wait, no, but actually what is going on? Like I was like, am I like, am I stupid? Why can I not comprehend this? And then I figured out that it was a compilation of short stories and they weren't like connected. So when I finished it, like looking back on it, it was a really fun kind of like witty, a little bit just like comical story or stories. Like it, it was just a bunch of short stories that were just like so bizarre and a little bit funny and I think if I had gone into reading the book like that, I would have maybe appreciated it more. But I was just so confused for so much of the book. And when I finished it, I was like, I have no idea what I just read. It kept me entertained. But I'm like, I was like, what did I just read? So for that reason, I gave it two stars. But I will say like the like the author is a very nice writer. Like the book is well written. And it's like, it is funny and witty. And maybe if you appreciate books like that, you would like it. But I was just very much like, this is not my style of book, but I have to give it some bonus points because it's been on my coffee table since because I think the cover of it is so beautiful. But for that reason, two stars. The next book I gave two stars, I was actually very surprised about because I heard really good things about it. But the book is Big Swiss by Jen Began. The summary is, a brilliantly original and funny novel about a sex therapist's transcriptionist who falls in love with a client while listening to their sessions. When they accidentally meet in real life, an explosive affair ensues. Greta lives with her friend Sabine in an ancient Dutch farmhouse in Hudson, New York. She spends her days transcribing therapy sessions for a sex coach who calls himself Ohm. She becomes infatuated with his newest client, a repressed married woman, she affectionately refers to as Big Swiss since she's tall, stoic, and originally from Switzerland. They both have dark histories, but Big Swiss chooses to remain unattached to her, to her suffering while Greta continues to be tortured by her past. Again, as I'm reading that summary, I'm like, wow, that sounds like a really interesting book, like a really interesting plot. And so I think based off of like the summary and me thinking it was going to be like this really intense, interesting book, and then also the good things I had heard about it, I was expecting so much. And I think because of that, I was let down. The plot was a little bit anticlimactic. Like I did, never found myself, like when it ended, I wasn't satisfied. And there was a lot of things that I was just like, really, that's the end? It just felt a bit maybe unfinished. And so because of that, I gave it two stars. But as I was reading it, I was enjoying it and I was like waiting for something big to happen and then it kind of never did. Especially like I can't, obviously I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but there was one part of this book where it kept hinting at something, but then that something never actually ended up happening at all. And it would have been like a really big plot twist if it had happened. And so I'm not really sure why it was included at all if it wasn't actually going to happen. So... I just had a lot of like, why with that book? I found it a little bit frustrating. So for that reason, I gave it two stars, but I will say I would still recommend it. Um, I do think it was still a good read and I think a lot of people would appreciate it. And I also think there was some really beautiful lessons in there. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But it is just, it's interesting for sure. So I gave it two stars because it wasn't, just wasn't doing it for me. Let's move on to the three star books. So this one, again, I had heard so many good reviews about this book. So much so that I went into this like, oh, this book is going to be my new favorite book. And I think again, because of that, I was let down a little bit. But the book is The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. Is that how you pronounce his last name? The summary is... Alicia Berenson's life is seemingly perfect. A famous painter married to an in-demand fashion photographer. She lives in a grand house with big windows overlooking a park in one of London's most desirable areas. One evening, her husband Gabriel returns home late from a fashion shoot and Alicia shoots him five times in the face then never speaks another word. Alicia's refusal to talk or give any kind of explanation turns a domestic tragedy into something far grander, a mystery that captures the public imagination and casts Alicia into notoriety. The price of her art skyrockets, and she, the silent patient, is hidden away from the tabloids and spotlight at The Grove, a secure forensic unit in North London. I will say this was a good book. And I also will say if I hadn't read thrillers or like psychological type things that I... I guess I wouldn't consider this book a thriller, but it was kind of like mystery, psychological type vibe. If I hadn't read that same style of book already that with like books I enjoyed more, I think maybe I would have enjoyed this one a little bit more than I did. But I just, again, feel like it fell short. It just wasn't, it wasn't enough for me. Like it, I found it predictable. And there were a few things where I was like, oh my god there's no way that like it definitely was a good book but it just wasn't it wasn't worthy of the fourth star and I think I I just wanted more from it I just wasn't I just kind of knew where the ending was headed and although aspects of the ending surprised me overall from the very beginning you sort of knew what was happening but there definitely was a big plot twist. But I just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the best ever. And I, if I'm remembering correctly, I didn't love the ending of that one either, which is probably why I rated it the three stars. Because endings for me are really important. I like it to be tied with a bow and put under the Christmas tree. Like I want it to be a beautiful, well-rounded ending. In a lot of books, I find fall short at the end. Like they'll have this really great, interesting story, but the end is just like, uh, that's it like you're not gonna finish the thought I don't know it was just not a four star for me but really great book and definitely recommend it was just a little bit slow and just not my favorite let's move in to four stars which is where one of my favorite authors comes into play which is Frida McFadden so the first book with four stars is Never Lie by Frida McFadden and the summary is 
Newlyweds Trisha and Ethan are searching for the house of their dreams, but when they visit the remote manor that once belonged to Dr. Adrian Hale, a renowned psychiatrist who vanished without a trace four years earlier, a violent winter storm traps them at the estate. In search of a book to keep her entertained, Trisha happens upon a secret room, one that contains audio transcripts from every single patient Dr. Hale has ever interviewed. As Trisha listens to the cassette tape, she learns about the terrifying chain of events leading up to Dr. Hale's mysterious disappearance. Thinking back on this book, this book was so good. Mainly because in the beginning of the book, I was like, I don't love this. It felt a little bit young and a little bit just like, and then this happened and then this happened and just kind of like not totally believable. I was just finding it a little bit like this is kind of dumb. But as the story goes on, the plot twists within that book are bonkers, you guys absolutely loved that book the like the plot twist there are so many plot twists and when I was reading that book as soon as I thought I knew something I was wrong and it was very creepy like that book gave me the creeps and I read that book so fast and Frida McFadden overall is a phenomenal writer really really enjoy her um writing style it's like psychological thrillers loved that book highly recommend it just wasn't quite a five star but I will say like the majority of the books I read get four stars unless they're like oh my god I cannot believe I just read that then that's a five star but like Never Lie was an incredible 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 book and it really is what got got me hooked on psychological thrillers because I feel like that's mostly what I read nowadays because kind of like once I started I was like oh I I must continue reading these. I love these. So great book. Loved that book. The next four star is Wrong Place, Wrong Time by Jillian McAllister. And the summary is, it is midnight on the morning of Halloween and Jen anxiously waits up for her 18-year-old son, Todd, to return home. But worries about his broken curfew transform into something much more dangerous when Todd finally emerges from the darkness. As Jen watches through the window, she sees her funny, seemingly happy teenage son stab a total stranger. She doesn't know who the victim is or why Todd has committed such a devastating act of violence. All she knows is that her life and Todd's have been shattered. After her son is taken into custody, she Jen falls asleep in despair. But when she wakes up, it is yesterday. The interesting thing about this book is this is another one that started with me being a little bit like, okay, not loving it. And I also found a lot of the book to just sort of be like, okay, I get it. Like, let's speed up the process a little bit. Because the way the book is formatted, this isn't a spoiler at all. You can like look at it by the chapter names. But basically the first night happens, like the murder happens. And then every next chapter is like a day before. And then a day before. And then a day before. And she is the only one... like the mom is the only one aware that it's happening and at first it's very interesting because you're like oh my gosh like this is such a crazy theory but then it continues on and you're just like all right like I understand let's like let's figure this out and but I think that's honestly like although it was annoying it's like kind of what kept you hooked because you're like I need to know how far back she goes I need to know if she stops the murder I need to know all these things and The reason though that I really, really loved this book so much is the ending. The ending for me was so good. Like, I mean like the last page, right when the story's already done, or maybe it was even like the, 
epilogue at the end, but it's like the story's finished. You already have your resolution. You're like, wow, that was a really good book. And then it throws one last thing at you and you're like, oh no, that's how that book ended. And it was a really, really good book. It just felt really slow throughout the book. But then once I got to the end, I was like, this was so worth the wait and so worth the read. So it was a four stars for me. Next book is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I want to read more by this author because I've heard like phenomenal, phenomenal things. This is the only book I read from her so far. And I did really enjoy this book. Just not like my favorite author ever, but it was a really great story. I mean, I gave it four stars. But the summary is... Four famous siblings throw an epic party to celebrate the end of the end of the summer, but over the course of 24 hours, their lives will change forever. It's just about this family, and it's a very complex story, a lot about like relationship with parents and loss. Um, but this is another one where the ending was like, oh my god, and you're sort of just like, thank you. Like, I don't even know. It was just the most satisfying ending. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think it was a really beautiful ending and I didn't expect it, which was like another, I feel like I'm being really vague, but I don't want to like give anything away. I just want to like kind of give my opinion on the book overall, but I really like this book. I also believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this author circles characters a lot. So like characters from her other books show up in her other books so like this one I think I'm remembering correctly I don't even want to say it wrong but she wrote the book like Carrie Soto is back or something like that I think and Carrie Soto like shows up in this story I didn't read the Carrie Soto book yet but there's just she does that she circles her characters which I think is really cool because if you do read uh like that author's books a lot then you would like continue to see the characters and it's kind of like a cool dynamic but yeah four stars for that one not too too much to say about it it was just like a really great story very entertaining and I was I would say I was entertained like throughout the whole book I read that one very quickly as well the next four stars is The Housemate by or The Housemaid by Frida McFadden again love this author the summary is Welcome to the family, Nina Winchester says as I shake her elegant manicured hand. I smile politely, gazing around the marble hallway. Working here is my last chance to start fresh. I can pretend to be whoever I like, but I'll soon learn that the Winchester secrets are far more dangerous than my own. I'm not quite sure why I didn't give it five stars, to be quite frank, because this book was intense, like really, really intense, and... It, it left me wanting more, which is good because there is actually a second book that I haven't read yet. But I will say some parts of that book are quite disturbing. I would say especially if maybe you suffer from like claustrophobia. A lot of things are a little bit like, it's creepy. It was a very creepy book, but I loved it. Um, and a huge plot twist in that book as well. And again, left you like satisfied, but also like curious about what more there is. And that's where the second book comes into play. Loved that book though. It's like <clears throat> not too much I can say about it without giving anything away. Cause I feel like you need all the different surprises throughout the book for it to like really be as good of a book as it is. But 
yeah, I almost kind of want to give that one five stars. I don't know why I rated it four. It was a phenomenal book. The next book is Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. I think I'm saying that right. If not, I'm very sorry. But summary is, what would you change if you could go back in time? In a small back alley in Tokyo, there's a cafe which has been serving carefully brewed coffee for more than 100 years. But this coffee shop offers its customers a unique experience, the chance to travel back in time. So essentially, the story goes through a bunch of different people traveling back in time. And this story doesn't necessarily have a ton of plot twists. This story doesn't really have a moment where it's like the climax necessarily, but it is a beautiful story. Such a beautiful story. So many good like life lessons. Seriously, like I was in tears a couple of times, just a gorgeous story with so many deeper meanings. Highly recommend that book. It just wasn't anything like super crazy, but beautiful book. Highly recommend. The next book I gave four stars is Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Is that how you that? The summary is a novel of terrible first impressions, hilarious second chances, and the joy in finding your perfect match. Dr. Brianna Ortiz's life is seriously flatlining. Her divorce is just about finalized. Her brother's running out of time to find a kidney donor. And that promotion she wants, oh, that's probably going to the new man doctor. But just when all systems are set to hate, Dr. Jacob Maddox completely flips the game by sending Brianna a letter. So again, this is another book where I saw a lot of good reviews. And I went into it really excited. It was a really great story, a really beautiful love story, cute, lighthearted in a lot of ways. You're rooting for the couple the whole time. Just a sweet love story. Um, it just wasn't anything special. It was just your typical romance. I, I kind of learned through this book that I'm not like the biggest romance fan. It was just like, okay, boy meets girl. There's some like complexities and they love each other. And it's like predictable. I don't know if it was like made to be not predictable, but it was a very cute story. Like it was, it was cute. I did cry a couple times and you're really just like rooting for the characters. And I really appreciated that about the book. Just, I'm not the biggest romance fan, but I think if you are, you would really, really enjoy that book. Next book is The Locked Door by Frida McFadden. The summary is, some doors are locked for a reason. While 11-year-old Nora Davis was up in her room doing homework, she had no idea her father was killing women in the basement until the day the police arrived at their front door. Decades later, Nora's father is spending his life behind bars and Nora is a successful surgeon with a quiet, solitary existence. Nobody knows her father was a notorious serial killer and she intends to keep it that way. Then Nora discovers one of her young female patients has been murdered in the same unique and horrific manner that her father used to kill his victims. Somebody knows who Nora is. Somebody wants her to take the fall for his unthinkable crime, but she's not a killer like her father. The police can't pin anything on her as long as they don't look in her basement. Again, Frida McFadden just does psychological thrillers well. The book has so many plot twists and I love Frida McFadden writes in a way where like the plot twists aren't even real. So like a plot twist will happen, but it's not the truth. So you continue to have like a million plot twists till you finally get to your answer. Her books are like incredible. Her books are so, so good and really easy to follow along. 
I really enjoyed that book. I read that book far too quick. I flew through it because it was just like, there was never a point where I wasn't on my toes. And I feel like you also victimize so many different characters. And then you end up not even being right about like most of them. So really, really crazy. And loved, just loved The Locked Door. Also another one where I'm like, should I have given that five stars? It was so good. The next four star is Lock Every Door by Riley Sager. Or maybe Sager. I really don't know how to pronounce her last name. And every time I say it, I'm like, I don't know. I should probably find out. But Frida McFadden and Riley Sager are my two favorite authors at the moment. So this is like the first time we're introducing Riley. But this is not the first book of hers I read. But we will get to that book. But this book, the summary is, no visitors, no night spent away from the apartment, no disturbing the other residents, all of whom are rich and famous or both. These are the only rules for Jules Larson's new job as an apartment sitter at the Bartholomew, one of Manhattan's most high-profile and mysterious buildings. Recently heartbroken and just plain broke, Jules is taken by the splendor of her surroundings and accepts the terms, ready to leave her past behind. As she gets to know the residents and the staff of the Bartholomew, Jules finds herself drawn to fellow apartment sitter Ingrid, who comfortably, disturbingly reminds herself of her sister, who she lost eight years ago. When Ingrid confines the Bartholomew is not what it seems and the dark history hidden beneath the gleaming facade is, staring to is starting to frighten her, Jules brushes it off as a harmless ghost story until the next day when Ingrid disappears. This story, this book was um, recommended to me by my girlfriend because she read it first. And so again, I went into it with like pretty high expectations and it was a really great book and especially the ending, I was just like, what is going on? I read this one when I was in Aruba and it was just like such a good, interesting beach read, like really entertaining and keeping me on my toes and keeping me sucked in even in a place with a lot of distractions. Great, great book. I think the only reason it got four stars instead of five is because I was looking forward to it so much and like had such high expectations that it just wasn't like quite as much as I feel like it was hyped up to be, but it was still just a really good book. But I feel like I'm learning that's my problem. I don't like when people recommend books to me because I expect so much and they like don't meet my expectations. But a really fun book, another really great thriller, highly recommend. The last four star is The Broken Girls by Simone St. James. So this one was actually a selection for a book club that I went to. So I didn't pick it up myself, but I was pleasantly surprised. The summary is Vermont 1950. There's a place for girls whom no one wants, the troublemakers, the illegitimate, the too smart for their own good. It's called Idlewild Hall. And in the small town where it's located, there are rumors that the boarding school is haunted. Four roommates bond over their whispered fears, their budding friendship blossoming until one of them mysteriously disappears. Vermont 2014. As much as she's tried, journalist Fiona Sheridan cannot stop revisiting the events surrounding her own her older sister's death. 20 years ago, her body was found lying in the overgrown fields near the ruins of Idlewild Hall. And though her sister's boyfriend was tried and convicted of murder, Fiona can't shake the suspicion that something was never right about the case. When Fiona discovers that Idlewild Hall is being restored by an anonymous benefactor, she decides to write a story about it. But a shocking discovery during the renovation will link the loss of her sister to secrets that were meant to stay hidden in the past and a voice that won't be silenced. I 
This book, so yes, it was a thriller. There was also some like paranormal stuff and there was just so much to this book. So there was the thrill part of it. There was the paranormal part of it. There was friendship. There was like trauma and overcoming your past. There was facing your trauma and like facing what you shove deep down. There was just a lot of like different aspects to the book that made it like a very complex, very com- complete story. There's also some like history in it. It talks a little bit about like, actually it talks a good amount about like World War II and Nazi Germany and things like that. And just so many different factors to this book. It was not just, you know, like how yours truly was very much just a basic love story. This like, I mean, this isn't a love story at all, but like, it's just, I mean, kind of, but it's not just like a cut and dry thriller or a cut and dry love story. It's like a lot of different factors and the old, I would have given it five stars. The only thing is with the, without saying too much, with the paranormal aspect, I almost either wanted more to happen with that or for it to not be included at all. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to like spoil anything. But I was just a little bit not satisfied with the incorporation of the paranormal aspect of it. Okay, now moving on to five stars. I have two five-star books. One is my favorite book of all time. And the other one is the first book that I read this summer that got me into my reading journey, which is Too Late by Colleen Hoover. I know a lot of people hate on Colleen Hoover, but I will say the girl can write a book and she is a great author to start with when you're getting into reading because her books are very easy to read, very easy to follow, full of plot twists, especially ones that happened quickly. I have read a few of her books because I I have read like books here and there throughout my life and honestly, like they were usually Colleen Hoover, like I read, what's that one that's really famous by her? It Ends With Us. And then I also read It Starts With Us. And like her books are, they're honestly just good. I know a lot of people are like, eh, it's just like so, like there's no complexity to it. And it's like, maybe so, but that's what makes it such a good book and such a good read. It is just like, if you're like, oh, I want to get into reading, I'm going to recommend Colleen Hoover to you because I just personally think her books are really easy, clean cut, books they're just simply good books nothing like out of this world necessarily but like they're good books they're good stories but the main reason I gave this one five stars is because it was good enough to keep me on this journey and like literally start the journey the reading journey so because of that I had to give it five stars I will say I read this one so many months ago I don't like remember too too much about like how I felt while reading it So I won't be able to give too much insight there, although I know that I loved it and clearly it made me want to read more. But the summary is, Sloane will go through hell and back for those she loves and she does so every single day. Caught up with the alluring Asa, is it Asa or Asa? I said Asa while I was reading. Asa Jackson, a notorious drug trafficker, Sloane has finally found a a lifeline to cling to, even if it's meant compromising her morals. She was in dire straits dire straits trying to pay for her brother's care until she met Asa 
But as Sloane became emotionally and economically reliant on him, he in turn developed a disturbing obsession with her, one that becomes increasingly dangerous every day. When undercover DEA agent Carter enters the picture, Sloane's surprised to feel an immediate attraction between them, despite knowing that if Asa finds out, he will kill him. And Asa has always been a step ahead of everyone in his life, including Sloane. No one has ever gotten in his way. No one except Carter. Together, Sloane and Carter must find a way out before it's too late. I feel like that's enough said. Like, that is a good summary of the book. Wild story. Really just, like, you're really rooting for some of the characters. And just a great book, clearly. I had to give it five stars. Saving the very, very best for last. My favorite book of all time, as of right now. The Only One Left by Riley Sager. I, I'm going to read the summary, but you guys, no book has ever spun me around, bent me over, thrown me off a cliff. Like it was like the book that never ended in the best way. Like so many plot twists, so many secrets. And right when you think you have it figured out, you have no idea bonkers I will say if you liked Verity you would like this book a lot it's it has a similar vibe but better it's better than Verity the summary is at 17 Lenora Hope hung her sister with a rope now reduced to a schoolyard chant the Hope family murder shocked the Maine coast one bloody night in 1929 while most people assume 17 year old Lenora was responsible the police were never able to prove it other than her denial after the killing she has never spoken publicly about that night nor has she set foot outside Hope's End, the cliffside mansion where the massacre occurred. Stabbed her father with a knife, took her mother's happy life. It's now 1983, and home health aide Kit McDear arrives at a decaying Hope's End to care for Lenora after her previous nurse fled in the middle of the night. In her 70s and confined to a wheelchair, Lenora was rendered mute by a series of strokes and can only communicate with Kit by tapping out sentences on an old typewriter. One night, Lenora uses it to make a tantalizing offer. I want to tell you everything. It wasn't me, Lenora said, but she's the only one not dead. Kit starts to suspect Lenora might not be telling the truth and that the seemingly harmless woman in her care might be far more dangerous than she first thought. You guys, this book actually, I can't find a book better than this. It was the most insane book. Like, I can't recommend this enough. I need every single one of you to read it. It messed with me so bad. I, it actually took over my life while I was reading it. It's a thick boy. It's a thick book. Flew through it. I, all I did while I was reading it was read. Like, I couldn't put it down. I was so confused and you go, you, you feel angry, you feel sad, you feel scared. Like you, you have so many questions and so much happens within that book. By far my favorite book I've ever read. And it's like 10 stars. Like it is such, such a good book. And Riley Sager is just an incredible, incredible author. And with that, those are all the books that I've read within the last few months. I'm currently reading The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. And... I've heard a lot of mixed reviews, so I'm interested. I'm like really, I'm only like 50 pages in, so really haven't even made a dent yet. Everyone, like the characters are kind of still building, but I'm eager because I've just heard 
people hate it or people love it and it's like not really anything in between. So I'm super excited to see what I think about it. But I love you all so much. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit different than what I normally do, but you guys really were requesting it a lot. So I hope those of you who wanted a video like this enjoyed. Again, make sure you guys are following me on all of my other social media. It's always linked down below. And with all that being said, I will talk to you and see you all so super soon in the next episode. Bye.